Galatians chapter 4, we're going to start a series that will be here for several Sunday nights, and uh, tonight obviously we don't have a whole lot of time left, so we may get through the introduction, we'll try, and uh, we'll get going here. Next week we have Lord's Supper, so we're excited about observing that, and so that'll be good, so it'll be a little bit shortened of a service then too, but uh, we'll kind of traipse through it. We're going to talk about what I've entitled simply, God's Prophetical Times, God's Prophetical Times, and uh, it is very much going to be a brief overview of some prophecy things, prophetic ideas items and so forth, and in doing so, we'll look at some statements about God's prophetical times, okay? And uh, so we won't get into huge depth for those of you who love studying uh, eschatology in the end times. That day will come. I am... I am both scared and looking forward to the day that we go to Revelation and uh, do a study on the entire book of Revelation and Daniel in the Old Testament. And uh, um, right now I'm actually um, working through a doctorate class in Daniel. So it's been fun. And a lot of eschatology and things like that, one that I've been working on for some time and uh, so forth. And so it's a, it's a blessing, enjoyable. It's also, boy, it's overwhelming in some sense of the, uh, of the um, study of prophecy and so forth. So much we don't know for sure, but boy, great indication. So we're going to talk about that tonight. Children, I hope you'll pay attention, listen, take some notes, and uh, come see us afterwards. We'll have the box of goodies and uh, answer a question, show us your notes. That would be great, okay? Uh, in way of introduction, I want to talk a little bit about God's prophecy or his prophetical times. In other words, how he presents them to us. And I, I think sometimes we, uh, as believers, maybe younger believers too, especially our children or teenagers, we miss on an important concept when it comes to God's prophecy. Speaking of both end times, but also prophecy of, of days gone by. And uh, let me illustrate it by this way. Okay, children, many of you here tonight, think with me. You don't have to answer out loud, but how many of you, your mom or dad said something this morning before you came to service or this evening before you came to service, they said something like this. Okay, it's time to leave. All right, it's time to get in the car and head to church. Okay, Probably most of us maybe heard that, or as parents, we said that, right? Okay, it's time. It's time to load up. It's time to get going. we got to get going. We're going to be late, okay? And uh, we made those announcements, and children, you've heard it, and so forth. Obviously, what we're saying through such an announcement is that the time has arrived for that event. Yeah, it's time to depart for church. That's the event that's happening. We're loading into the car. We're heading off to church. Maybe you even give an exact time. Maybe some of you moms, your dads, you say, all right, we're in the car at 930. Be there or be left behind. Okay, be in the, get in the car at 930. We're pulling out of the driveway. Maybe you've announced it a certain time. Well, when we think about the prophetical times of the Bible, God's prophetical times, the things that fall on God's prophetical calendar, he normally doesn't give us a day when that will happen. He does not say in Scripture, in fact, there's very few, if any, where God says, okay, on this day, this is going to transpire. On this day, that's going to take place. In, a, in other words, okay, um, I can say tonight that according to the master calendar, Fostoria Baptist Academy will start the first day of school on August 28th. It's going to happen. Children, I'm sorry to disappoint you. It's going to happen. The first day of school is coming. We know when it is. We know when it's going to happen. It's going to happen on Monday the 28th. And uh, God forbidding, Jesus Christ comes back. And uh, other things <laughs> transpiring. It's going to happen on that day. We know it. Okay? But when we look at God's prophetic calendar, when we look at God's uh, events that are going to happen both in the future and that have even happened in the past, he doesn't give us a day or a time. In fact, what we would say on his, pro, uh, on his prophetic calendar, um, we don't know that such a time is coming. That's why we often refer to it as a timeline. 
a timeline. There are certain times, and I just use this one for instance, and we'll, we'll talk through different ones and so forth. But if we take a timeline of eschatology, we take a timeline of things to come, we take a timeline of God's prophetic calendar, we don't sit there on a calendar like we just had where it has days lined out. No, we, we take what we call a timeline because God has said these times or these things will happen in due time, in due time. That's important for you and I to understand. And I think there's obvious biblical um, mandates behind it, biblical instruction. Such a Bible verse as Matthew 24, 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. No man knoweth the hour that Christ returns. No man knoweth the hour of even the, the end of the second coming and so forth. No man knows that. Only, only God the Father knows that. Uh, yet, the very next verse in Matthew tells us that there are signs and indicators that such a time is near now i find this interesting i think this is so very important for us as we consider prophecy as we consider god's timeline in fact not only the things to come but the things past and that's where we'll start a little bit tonight kind of setting the table for what we understand about god's prophetical times his timeline what i mean by that is this okay when august 1st comes along you know that school's going to start soon when mom starts getting all the school supplies, all right, do you have this, children? Do you have this? Okay, we need this. We need to go to the store and get this. Got to get your uniforms in line. We got to do this. Get this prepared. Start buying lunch items and lunch things. We know that those are signs and indicators that the first day of school is coming. It's going to happen. So we have indicators, we have signs that tell us something's going to happen. Sports practices begin again and, and such. It tells us that the first day of school is going to happen soon. That is a great illustration of what God does in his word. You see, he doesn't tell us often where the day is going to, the hour, he says in his word. I, I'm not going to tell you the day and the hour when these things are going to happen, but God is very good at giving us signs and indicators that certain prophetical times are coming. In fact, you see the, the passage here, I think one of the more well-known verses about that is simply this, Matthew 24, again, this next verse that I alluded to in Matthew 24. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now that's a great description for you and I to say, ah, okay, when things are like this, I know that Jesus Christ is going to come back soon. I know it's going to happen. So here's an indicator, here's a sign, and furthermore, I like in Mark 13, 28, Mark 13, 28, Jesus Christ was describing some of the things that's going to happen. He was revealing some of God's prophetical timeline. He said, and these things are going to happen. In fact, and how he described it was this. He said, uh, like a fig tree, when you see that our branch is tender and that the leaves start appearing on that uh, thing, you know that summer is near. That's what Christ said. He said, listen, these are indicators. These are signs that summer is coming. The fig tree, the branch gets tender. The, uh, the leaves begin to sprout and, and so forth. It's a great indicator that summer is coming. Here's what he said exactly. So ye in like manner, because he's talking about prophecy, he's talking about things yet to come. He says there's going to be indicators and signs that these things are happening. When ye shall see these things uh, come to pass, know that it is nigh, even at the doors. And that's a great statement, a great truth that Christ is telling us. Now, can I tell you? One of the great delights, and certainly you would know this, and I always look forward to this time of year. One of the great delights uh, of living here in Michigan, in springtime specifically, is when we see trees around here that don't look very pretty, all of a sudden sprout some leaves. 
Isn't that a wonderful time of year? I mean, when they go from what's up there without leaves and so forth, in springtime, all of a sudden they sprout leaves, and boy, they fill out, and, and I love it. Boy, how quickly it happens. All of a sudden, everything gets green, and it gets beautiful. And what does that tell us? Well, it t- typically tells us spring's here, summer's coming. Be careful, winter's just around the corner, amen. That's what it says, right? Those, those are indicators, boy. When we see things sprouting and the, the trees come alive and they're, they're no longer dormant, it's a good indicator. Summer's just around the corner. Hallelujah. And uh, we rejoice over those things. Summer's not far behind. And then when we witness uh, uh, that tree of summer and with all of its green leaves and it comes fall time, and guess what happens? It changes into some beautiful colors, and then we get one windy day, and they seem like they're all gone, Right? And they change colors and they're all gone. What is that an indicator of? What is that a sign What's coming down the road? Winter, right? It's time to head to Florida, amen. And uh, winter's coming, right? It's a good indicator. It is a good sign. Now, God has established even in that that there's signs and indicators of the changing of seasons or the changing of times. Can I put it this way, and you understand this? We're, we're, we're operating from a known principle to applying it to other principles or applying to other things that God reveals. Number one is this God has appointed the time of summer, the time of winter, and there are signs and things we can witness that indicate they will be here soon. Likewise, God does the same with prophetical things. God reveals things to us through indicators and signs that something, and I love how that verse put it, it's at the door. It's at the door. It, we're on the cusp of it. We are, we are right there at that time. It's about to happen, and I love how God does that. You see, I can't tell you the day or the time when Christ will return. I, I can't tell you the day or the time when the tribulation will start. I, I can't tell you the day and the time of other prophetical things that will transpire, but I can tell you this. God has been very gracious to give us indicators and signs that these things are coming. Now, I like that because there's it's two truths. It's a confirmation that it is coming, and it's also an announcement that it's coming. Uh, we look around us and we say, wow, according to the Bible, wait, these are the signs and the wonders. It's certainly like the days of Noah and the days that we live in. It, it's certainly like what Christ described, that how the world was going to be before Christ came. Now, we can say, well, that's a little scary. My friend, that ought to be exciting, Amen. We're getting closer. Jesus Christ could come at any moment. It's clear and obvious that the signs and the indicators are there. You see, some of you children, when mom and dad said there's a certain time we're going to leave, you may not have noticed the clock, yet they had appointed a time to leave, but much the same way as God has appointed a time for each one of his prophetical events on his calendar. But you may have not noticed the time, but what you did notice is this. Mom and dad started to get ready. They started to get back on what we might call their church clothes, dad throwing on his tie or whatever the case may be. They started to get their shoes ready. Maybe dad got out, got something out in the car or mom did too. And these are all signs and indicators. Uh Uh-oh, it's about time to leave. And so God in heaven does the same thing for you and I when it comes to prophecy. He doesn't give us the time or the day, but he has given us signs and indicators that the word, his word, speaks of. To let us know that this is the time, this prophetical time next on his timeline. For instance, let's kind of see one in action, shall we? Look at Galatians chapter 4 and verses 4 and 5. Notice it, if you will, with me. Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. Here's what Paul writes to the church of Galatia. 
But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. I love the statement, the fullness of time. There was a prophetical time that Christ or that God in heaven said, okay, this will be the time when I send Jesus Christ to come die on the cross of Calvary, right? So we would put it this way. Number one, Christ arrived and died at God's appointed time. He had a, an appointed time. He said the fullness of this time. When it arrived, when it was fulfilled, Jesus Christ came to earth. Okay? Romans chapter 5 and verse 6 says this. It was the due time. It was the proper time. Uh, when we were ungodly, we were without ability and strength to do anything for our spiritual need. When we are destitute spiritually, Jesus Christ came. But it was the right time. It was the due time. The proper time. Now, as we know that Christ came at the appointed time by God, Israel didn't know exactly when it was going to happen. One of the most amazing things is Israel as a nation had indicators, had promises of the Messiah dating back all the way to Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. And I will put him between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, thou shalt bruise his heel. Okay, that is a great indicator, promise of a coming Messiah, a Redeemer. Okay, ever since the sin that man, uh, Adam and Eve committed and so forth, there's a promise of a Redeemer, Messiah coming down. All throughout the Old Testament, we see the promise of the Messiah, the Redeemer. And so Israel knew to look for it. They didn't know when it was going to happen. In fact, throughout the 400 years between the Old Testament and New Testament, they're looking for the arrival of the Messiah. They're looking for the arrival of the Redeemer that was promised and would come. And yet, during that entire time, they did not witness it. The Redeemer did not arrive, the Messiah did not come on the scene now among many others god gave them an indicator a sign that this prophetical time of god was going to happen this fullness of time mentioned in galatians chapter 4 when christ would appear he said listen i'm going to give you god did i'm going to give you a sign i'm going to give you an indicator you're going to know exactly when this time is going to happen not the day or the hour but you'll have a good indicator that it's coming Notice with me, if you will, there's a passage I'd have you see. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 1. Here's what it says. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Now let me ask you, speaking of Jesus Christ coming, speaking of a messenger that comes before him, who is the messenger that came before Jesus Christ? John the Baptist, right? We know that. The scriptures speak of that. We'll see that here in a moment. But God said in heaven, in fact, several passages, God said, I'm going to give you an indicator. I'm going to give you a sign that Jesus Christ is coming. He's coming soon. This is the first time around that Jesus Christ came when he came to be the Redeemer, the Savior of the world. How do we know that this was John the Baptist? You all answered very well. You know it, and you're well studied. But how do we know that's John the Baptist? Well, in Matthew chapter 11, we have a great interaction. Two of John's disciples, they're sent by John, they're sent to Jesus Christ. So John the Baptist, and he sends these two of his disciples to Christ and saying, okay, ask him if he's the one. Ask him if he's the one, would you? And so these two disciples come to Jesus Christ and they say, hey, are, are you the one? They all know who they're talking about because all of Israel, all of Judaism is looking for the Messiah. They're looking for the Redeemer. And they're asking, hey, are you the one? Are you the one? And as Christ answers them, he says something about John the Baptist that confirms that John the Baptist is the messenger who would come and prepare the way of the Lord. Turn with me, Matthew chapter 11. We're going to look at a couple passages, the time we have left, but Matthew chapter 11, if you will. 
this evening, we're setting a bit of the pattern. The pattern of how God operates within his prophetical calendar, his prophetical times. One of the major points is that he gives us signs and indicators. Look at Matthew chapter 11. We look at uh, verse 7 and following. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 7. Those guys, those disciples have come to Christ. They've gotten their answer. And then Jesus Christ now talks to those gathered around him. And as they departed, referring to John's two disciples, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John. This is John the Baptist. What went ye out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what went ye out for to see? Boy, he repeats the question, doesn't he? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. Verse 10. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Here's Jesus Christ, God himself, God incarnate, saying this is it. This sign, this indicator is fulfilled today in front of you. This John the Baptist that you have heard of, that you probably even, these folks have heard speak, he's the one. In fact, this passage and others even refers to the passage in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. The voice of one, or of him, excuse me, that crieth in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our god zacharias john the baptist's father he said a most unique thing you remember we know the story how he couldn't speak and so forth until john the baptist was born and and they brought him to him and they said oh let's name him john or let's let's name him a family name and no 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 no. he'll be there's not name him john they said let's name him zacharias let's let name him a jewish name he said no we're going to name our jewish family name we're going to name him john and they all wondered at that and they went back to listen listen what okay what's going on and zacharias speaks at that time and you remember what he did the Bible says that the Holy Spirit moved him. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. And in that passage, you're, he says in, in Luke chapter number 1, in verse 76 and 77, records what he says. He says this, And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. Now let me tell you, this is exciting. If you were gathered around there and you were a Jew, you were a family member of Zacharias and John the Baptist, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what that sounds like? Hey, did you hear what he said? He's filled with the Holy Ghost. He's speaking right now, led by the Holy Ghost to speak. And here's what he said. John the Baptist is going to fulfill Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. He's going to be the one that, that prepares the way of the Lord. He's the one who was promised the voice in the wilderness that's coming to prepare the way. Here was a sign. Here was an indicator. And if somebody was studious, if someone knew the scriptures of the Old Testament, as many of the Jews knew, they'd be like, whoa, whoa, red flag, red flag. That reminds me of something. That, that sounds just like what Isaiah said. That, that reminds us of what we read in Malachi chapter 3. And, and they would have connected the dots, understanding that God had given a sign, an indicator, if we may put it that way. Then John himself, as he grows older and he <laughs> begins his ministry, he makes it clear in John chapter 1, he is not the Christ, but he was one chosen by God to go before the Christ, the Savior, and prepare the way. Look with me at John chapter 1, will you? John chapter 1. Let's hear what John himself says, okay? John chapter 1, and this is a most interesting little 
occurrence in the Scripture. He's creating such a, a, a fervor, a disturbance really, in the eyes of the religious leaders of Judaism that the Pharisees send out a group of guys to go question him. And that's where we come to in John chapter number 1. We look at verse number 19. Okay? It says this, and this is the record of John, not John the Baptist, okay, John the disciple. This is the record of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, that's John the Baptist, who art thou? Now, isn't that interesting, okay? Why would they ask him, who art thou? It's almost like they're looking for someone. They're looking for somebody. Are you the one? Who art thou? Who are you? Who are you? Because I believe that something peaked in their interest. Something caught their attention. Yeah, maybe it was the things happening, the people going out and listening to John the Baptist. But I also think it's in light of the very fact they are looking for the Messiah. They're looking for the promised one, the Redeemer. And maybe some of them, even beyond that, are saying, there's going to be a voice, there's going to be a prophet who comes before him in the wilderness who is saying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. And so they come and they ask him, and who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the, what's the next word? Christ. He knows what they're looking for. He knows that in the back of their minds, they're always keeping an eye out for the Messiah. They know that God said, okay, this is the next thing that's going to happen in the prophetical calendar, prophetical timeline, and they're looking for the Messiah. They're looking for the Redeemer. So he confesses, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then art thou elias have you come in the spirit are, are, are you are, are you him somehow reincarnated and he said i am not art thou that prophet and he answered no verse 22 then said they unto him who art thou that we may give an answer to them that sent us what sayest thou of thyself verse 23 he said i am the voice of one crying in the wilderness Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 43. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. Kind of interesting, they sent Pharisees to come and question, those who would know the scriptures and so forth. And when he said that, I just, I have to imagine it kind of clicked for some of them. They kind of came to understand, whoa, 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 wait a second. If he's that, if he claims to be that. That's a sign, an indicator that something big is coming. The Messiah is here. The Redeemer is coming. And if that isn't enough, and I love this, I often will say this, God is not a God of confusion. God is a God of clarity. He makes things clear. So in his word, we have a clear statement to this is the fact that John is the fulfillment of the promised sign or indicator that Christ is coming look with me Matthew chapter 3 if you will Matthew chapter 3 and we'll be done uh, for this evening Matthew chapter number 3 Matthew chapter 3 we look at verse 1 and we'll go down through verse number 3 Matthew 3 1 through 3 in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Again, Matthew being led of the Holy Spirit to record for you and I the events of that time and saying, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So he's got his message down. He knows what he's supposed to. It's happening. It's right. It's at the door. Jesus is going to come. Be ready. Now notice what else. For this 
is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. My friend, can I just tell you, here's a great indicator of things that happen in God's plan. God's prophetical plan, his timeline. God doesn't tell us the day and the, or the hour. He, he doesn't reveal that to you and I. The scriptures are clear. However, he does say, here are some things that will happen. Here are some indicators. Here are some signs. And in this case, in the prophecy, and all the prophecies that dealt with Jesus Christ coming as the Redeemer, the Savior, the Messiah, he gave many of them, and one of those is this. There will come one who will preach before him in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Now let me ask you this. If you were a well-studied Jew in Jerusalem, you knew Isaiah and you knew Malachi, and all of a sudden you started getting reports. News started coming in of this guy out there, and he's kind of a little different because he's dressed in camel's hair. Okay, you don't get that in your normal Walmart in Judea, amen? He's dressed in camel's hair. He's eating locusts. This guy's a little off, or we would think, but, but yeah, he's saying some things, and people are flocking to him because he's saying the kingdom of God is at hand. He's saying repent. He's saying be prepared because the Messiah is coming. And he's in the wilderness. And as a well-studied scholar of the Jews, you, you begin to think, oh, man, that rings a bell. Where does that ring a bell? Wait a minute, doesn't Malachi, doesn't Isaiah say something about a voice in the wilderness? Uh, somebody coming before God and preparing the way before the Messiah comes? In fact, Malachi there, he says, he, someone's going to come, prepare the way, and then the Lord will show up. And you start putting two to two together. You start realizing, wait, there's a connection here. May I tell you, it is no different than you and I in the springtime starting to see the leaves on the trees, and we know what? Summer's coming. We saw a start to see the, the trees, colors, and the, uh, the leaves change color, and all of a sudden they begin to fall, and we know in the fall that what? Winter is coming. It, it ought to have dawned on them. It ought to have caught their attention based upon the promises of scriptures, the indicators that God has given. <gasps> Jesus Christ is coming. The Savior is coming at any moment. And my friend, they should have understood that the moment that Jesus Christ came on the scene, this was him. He's the promised one. Look at all the indicators. Look at all the signs that were transpiring. Look at the things that were fulfilled. The fullness. How did he put it in Galatians chapter 4? The fullness of time Christ was set. The appointed time is literally what that means. It had reached fulfillment that God said the time's coming. And he had given the, the Jews, he had given the world the indicators, the sign that Christ was about to appear. And you and I just sang about it a few moments ago. Amen. What child is this? Heart the herald angels sing. Jesus Christ was coming to earth. The time appointed was going to be fulfilled. And Jesus Christ would come. Now I'll tell you my friend, next week we'll look at a next time on the prophetical calendar that we are living in present that is, again, signs have happened, indicators have shown up to show us, yeah, this is exactly where we are living because though our God does not give the hour in the day, our God is good to give us enough to do this. Listen to me very carefully. Young person, did mom or dad tell you we're leaving in 10 minutes? You better be ready. You better be ready. I often think that God gives signs and indicators of the prophetical times that are about to happen so that we, his children, can be ready. Ready.